0: In the last episode, we talked about decluttering, or I talked about it. I guess you didn't. But I talked about decluttering your life, your obligations, sort of examining each thing that takes up space in your life because that could keep you from moving forward on your path. Today, I want you to look at why you do certain things or why you hold on to certain things. Gary Zukov calls this your out-tension because it's unlike an intention, it's it's external so it's the first answer you give people or your first response so initially you may say well i do it because you know i want to hold on to antiques because they're so valuable that's your out tension that's the what you tell other people but your intention in holding on to all that stuff may be that your antiques remind you of your mom or your grandmother And you don't want to get rid of them because that would mean processing the pain that you felt in those relationships or the pain with losing that person. So ask yourself why you're doing the things you're doing. You have to get really quiet. Let the questions sit on you. (laughs) Sit on you. That sounds funny. Let the questions sit with you for a bit and you'll come up with your intention. So I asked myself, why am I starting a podcast? Really? Why am I starting a podcast? Do I like to hear myself talk? No. Lord, no. I don't like to hear myself talk. Is it to gain followers? No, I do not like being on social media. I think it's, I think, and I think I'm being honest with myself. It's because I get to use my creativity. I get to use my words and I get to help encourage women who are walking the path that I've walked and am still walking. I've gone after jobs and things in my life that didn't align with my intentions. I've stayed at jobs too long because of the money. I dated guys in the past because, you know, other girls thought they were hot or they were a quote-unquote good catch. I even dated a guy named Bo once (laughs) because I thought it would be funny to be Bo and Hope. If you've never watched Days of Our Lives back in the day, shame on you. And if you're like my sister and you still watch it, even bigger shame on you. But that's beside the point. I also, um, you know, have done teaching gigs because I needed validation that I knew how to teach and that I wasn't um, like wasting my knowledge. I've volunteered for my son's fourth grade class for a year because I felt guilty having two days off a week and not being a volunteer mom. I even went on a couple of mission trips because I wanted to see the land. I wanted to travel. I didn't care as much about treating patients in foreign countries. I mean I do that here every day so you have to really examine your intention. I've gone on diets before to look good on the outside and I've worked out to get my body in shape for a bathing suit. I remember in college going to the gym and getting on the elliptical, and I hated it. I mean, hated it. I dreaded going, and yeah, you feel better afterwards, but my intention was totally wrong. And back then, those all felt. I ended up the exact same body as, I, as before I started. Once I started eating healthy and exercising because I wanted to, because I loved it, and it made me feel good, I saw changes on the outside, but they didn't matter to me as much as how I feel on the inside. If you have a big decision in front of you, get quiet and ask yourself what your intention is. Like, really listen. Take some time. Drop down into your heart space and ask yourself why you're doing one thing or the other. As we wind down the year, look at all the things in your life, all the things you do, the things that take up time. Ask yourself why you do them one by one. So you might write down, you know, each of the extracurricular activities you do, all the committees that you're on, all the volunteer things that you do, even the things you do that don't feel like work, like I cook supper for my kids because, and you know, look at your answer. If it's because I feel guilty if I don't, maybe that's not (laughs) the best way to look at it. Maybe you could, um, you know, do one of those meal service things. And the other thing is, if you look at why you're doing what you're doing and you look at it as a choice, it's gonna feel so much better and it's way more likely to be successful. So if you don't choose to do something, It's gonna feel like you're swimming upstream. If something feels good to you, then you're gonna wanna do it. Another thing I wanted to talk about is the mental clutter. And by that, I mean the stories that we repeat over and over in our heads. It's sort of our definition of, maybe not even our definition, it's just our story about ourselves. And if you notice, you'll see the same story repeat itself time and time again in your life. So it may be that nobody loves me, or I am unworthy, or I can't do this, I'm not capable, Pay attention to that because that's really clutter taking up space in your brain. And we start to believe these stories. And some of the stories are legitimate. You may have a disease, you may have lupus or diabetes. But if you let that limit you and start to define who you are, then it's mental clutter. Um, if you had a I had a patient who had a had psoriasis, and that is all she before she even introduced herself she's like i have psoriasis and it basically interferes with every part of my life which is legitimate it probably does interfere with a lot of her life but when i tried to talk to her about other things you know where what are you into and what do you enjoy doing and i could see that this big label on her had kind of taken over her life So sometimes it's hard to extricate ourselves from our stories. But the way you do that is to just get quiet and notice. Just get quiet. You drop down into your heart space, get really quiet. And another way is to journal. After a while, you'll read over what you've written and you'll see that um, you are letting these things define you. Maybe you're divorced and that becomes like, your big label that you slap on yourself or in my case I have migraines and for the longest time I really let that dictate a lot about me you know I would say I can't do this I can't stay up late because if I don't get enough sleep then I have a migraine I can't do this you know, I can't go without water. You know, if I travel, I have to take a lot of water with me because then I'll get a migraine. And I realized it was really limiting me. And so I still have them, but I just don't talk about them all the time other than on this podcast. <laughs> but I normally don't talk about them all the time. And um, I noticed my kids too, they were using physical, ex- physical complaints as excuses. And I could hear my words, Coming out of their mouth. So, my daughter would say, I don't feel like doing this homework. I have a headache. And I was like, Oh no, she's picked up on (laughs) on my stuff. Or my son would say something similar. He'd say, Quit fussing at me. I have a headache. You know, and instead of processing whatever it was I was fussing at him about, he relied on the crutch of physical symptoms. He may have had a headache. But he was also avoiding processing stuff. Um, I had a patient who um, I walked in the room. This was before COVID. And I said, how are you doing? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought I was doing pretty good. But then I went to the doctor and he diagnosed me with a six-month flu. And I was like, what? This was, again, before COVID. And I said, I've never heard of a six-month flu. What do you, What did he call it? And she said, well, he didn't tell, he just, you know, told me that I I was, had a virus. But when I looked at my checkout sheet, it said six month flu. And I was like, wait a minute, did he, did it look like this? And I scribbled it on a notepad. I wrote six month and then F slash U, which looks like F-L-U. And she's like, yes. And I said, I think he wrote six month follow up on there. And she's like, What? And by the end of the visit, she felt so much. She's like, I feel like a new woman. I thought I had felt better. But, you know, then again, I was thinking maybe I have the six-month flu. So maybe I do feel worn out and run down. So just notice if you're defining yourself by the labels that you've maybe been diagnosed with or labels like, um, you know, being divorced or something. So all this boils down to getting quiet and paying attention to what your story is, what your mental clutter is, what you repeat over and over in your head. So take some time over the holidays. I know y'all aren't doing too much because of COVID, so take some time, journal, write out some things that have happened throughout the year and write down what you think your stories may be. And then look at your intentions. Look at why you do all the things that you do So you're going to kind of take an inventory of your external environment. You don't have to actually clean anything today, but take an inventory of your external environment and then take an inventory of your internal environment, your mental stuff and your intentions. Write down what your intentions are and then look at all the things you do and all the things you say and all the thoughts in your head and see if they align. Y'all have a good holiday. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast, Recharting Your Life with Hope. Everything I discuss in this show reflects my own views and opinions and not those of my employer. Although I'm a physician assistant in my real life, any advice or tips you hear on this show should not be used as medical advice. If you like what you hear, come on over to HopeThePA.com or follow me on Instagram at hope the PA.